We've never seen a perfect marriage. But we have seen marriages that are full of laughter and life. Conflict and misunderstandings. Growth and hope. We want to dive into the nuts and bolts of those relationships. There are no experts here. Just real talk with real couples who really like each other. This is Marriage Lab with Aaron and Jenna. Welcome to Marriage Lab. This is Aaron. And I am Jenna. And today, yesterday, two days ago, maybe three days ago. <laughs> it's going to keep growing as we say. We yeah, go on. As I remember what happened. Oh, are you talking about our disagreement? Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, well, actually, okay. no, you know what? It wasn't a disagreement. I no, think it's we, true. We realized we were in agreement. And uh, <laughs> what has been a lot of conflict for us is actually we're both, we both want the same thing. Um, however, the way that we've communicated it in the past may not have communicated our deepest desires in, in it. So, can I, can I talk about it? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. So, um, I was, we've had a really busy week because we have, just compared to the summer, like our lives, which I feel like is true for most people, ramped up so much in the fall. Like, we have obviously the kids are in school, so volunteering, field trips. And then um, I just launched my habit classes. So, I now have four of those a week. And then we're teaching Sunday school, like a pre married class. class at Sunday. <laughs> Sunday yeah, it's school. a Sunday school class. Yeah. It feels so old, like from my childhood. Kids, I don't think I've yeah. said Sunday school in such a long time. Anyways, um, and then we're about to start, obviously, the podcast. You're writing your book, you're mm-hmm. leading men's group. And then we're about, I'm helping out with the women's ministry. So it's just like a lot of logistics. Time, uh, yeah. And the last, like, this past week was just. Just one, I would come home, tag you, you'd run we, out to your like thing. Like within 30 minutes, it felt, felt like morning lunches pickups everything was tag team yeah and in the past like that is how we get slowly disconnected like right we're we, not as much like the violent eruptions for connection we're like a slow not as apart. much we don't, we don't do violent that, yeah. eruptions. No, not violent i meant more like dramatic how yeah there's yeah. no there's no Sorry, huge no blow-ups yes. for us it's just so slowly our disconnection is just uh yeah slow it distance feels, it feels like we like gradually become roommates yeah, 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 yeah. Or coworkers mm-hmm. with for the children. Yeah. <laughs> they are our bosses. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Which but, could be some level some level of like, oh yeah, we're on the same team. We totally are. But we, we do miss out on the us time. Mm-hmm. So when I was feeling that this week, probably like on Thursday, I was like, all of a sudden I realized that I felt a lot of fear thinking about going into the weekend, um continuing this way or almost like increase of a pace of that and it felt so sad I, like i got because we sad. had a lot on our plate on uh-huh. saturday as well all weekend all weekend actually <laughs> but um and thinking about like oh like i would actually be sad if we didn't get connected or didn't go into it together with the plan of connection because then we'll just go back and start the whole thing over again on monday when these are supposed to be our days off with the most opportunity for connection so mm-hmm. i came home and i think i actually just was able to tell you at this point like oh i you haven't done anything wrong because this is literally in the future. But I realized that I had fear of and sadness at the idea of maintaining the direction trajectory we're currently on to be more disconnected and more just in task mode together. Mm -hmm. I just felt a lot of sadness, but this is something that's kind of reoccurring. Like you were saying for the last three or four years. Yeah. We've had this kind of discussion before, where I felt crazy defensive. I think also you had never communicated directly that you have had a fear. Um, you you would actually say, I feel hopeless sometimes. Uh, or sometimes you would say, I, w- 
I feel hopeless about us ever being connected again and different things like that, that made it pretty, it felt, it was pretty high stakes, but then also I, what I was hearing through it, whether you said this at all, which I don't think you ever did, but what I heard through it is like, Hey, you're, you're failing me and I need you to, I need you to do things that are feel different than what your normal is, what you're able to do. You need to fake fake something in order for us to be connected. This is a lot of stuff yeah. that I heard in it. Because a lot of it was like, I'd love you I'd love you to increase intentionality with our oh, family. Right, yeah. I'd like you to plan more. I'd like you I'd like the attention and excitement you give men's group or for your guy friends to be given to us. Yeah. And which is funny because I'm like, oh, those are all logistically true still. Yeah. But like, I didn't realize like this time I led with my emotion. Yeah. The heart behind it. And, and it was, was really vulnerable what you shared. Like, it's not a, not as much vulnerability in just sharing. Like, I really want you to be excited for us the way you're excited for your men. Like there, there is, mm-hmm. but the, the there was no emotion in that. In the past. When in I've the said, past. Yeah. yeah. So this time you said, I feel afraid that... The business that that we're experiencing this week is going to continue into the weekend. We're going to miss out on an opportunity to connect because I just like really love you and I want to be, you know, spend some time to connect. And what I experienced was I was like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I'm on the same page. However, at the same time, I felt my body physically react. Like I felt my chest kind of tightening and my um, my shoulders tighten. My, my breath got a little more shallow and I was like, oh, I'm triggered right now. What's What's this feeling? I'm like, oh, that's that's my feeling of defensiveness. Uh, this, I think, it's because it feels familiar to mm. what we had experienced before. But I'm aware right now that even though my body is physically reacting to this, I'm aware that she is actually expressing vulnerability, and I can meet her there. And I also, I do want the same things. I just get scared that you're that. I think that my I realized my body was reacting to the fear that you were going to require something something of me that I didn't have to give. I think because in the past you've heard, like maybe I've said too, like I need you to plan bike rides or all the things that I like for yeah. connection. So you have to almost not show up. You have to be male right. version of Jenna yeah, 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 to ensure connection happens and to make right. me feel loved. That yeah. was like your job. And so I'm like, okay, well, I want the same things. However, to do all that, I have to not actually feel any of that myself. Um, cause I don't feel that doing those specific things necessarily. And so it was like the, we both want connection as the goal, but how we get there. Yeah. How and, we get there could look different. And then I think the only reason we actually got to it, this go round mm-hmm. in the conversation was cause I recognized my emotions. I'm like, Oh, I actually, I used to think I needed it to look a certain way, but I actually mm-hmm. just care about being connected to you, yeah. whatever that looks like. That actually, yeah, that did free me up. But, um, you know, this something that I felt I was proud of myself for doing was recognizing in the moment when I got defensive by, like, I've done oh, yeah. enough mindfulness of my, like, body awareness that, because um, our emotions actually happen physically in us um, before we cognitively could explain them. And like, you mean in the parts of the brain, like, the one, the part of the brain that you feel them lights up before yeah. you can Yeah, and actually, you're, a lot of times your body, you'll feel that uh, the sensations of the emotions in your body, in and they'll be pretty familiar and pretty fairly consistent, like a tightness in the chest or a shallowness in breathing or your shoulders tense up or you feel your jaw clench or the, a lot of people will, a lot of the clients that I talk to and go like, hey, what are you feeling in your body right now as you're experiencing this anxiousness or anxiety? 
like they have different words for it, like a swirling in my stomach. I feel like uh, feels like heat in my whatever. So recognizing this, but then also uh, actually making choosing my response rather than going uh, using that to tell me what's true. Um, like our your emotions don't have to be rational in order to be valid. They just have to be felt, but they also aren't the basis for truth. And so the the I used to feel like, no, this is the reality. She's trying to conform me into something that I'm not, and I and that feels horrible and all this. And then I would react out of that. But this time, I I mean, one, you did a very good job uh, sharing what you were feeling. But then two, I actually made the choice and I shared with you like. I feel my body tensing up right now. I feel like it's wanting to be defensive out of kind of a remembering what this used to be like, but I do want the same thing as you. And we can, we can totally make that happen. It was, I, it was cool. Cause you actually said like, Oh, I'm feeling defensive. And it was this idea that you could feel the motion, but not like almost like engage and talk through it. Like yeah. it was like a separate thing. Like, Oh, it's an awareness of it's there but then you got to choose your response. Yeah. Whereas before the connection codes, people would say, um, communicate the emotion, don't communicate through the emotion. And so that was like, actually didn't communicate through my defensiveness. Mm. I just communicated my defensiveness. And in doing so, I was able to like, one, get it out in the light. So it didn't feel like a reality of the universe. It was just like, oh no, this is something that I'm feeling and that's okay. It doesn't mean that's who I am or how I doesn't mean there's no truth here to be found except that this is my experience and that's okay. I think um, the thing that maybe in the last year we've realized is that there is actually a moment between the stimulus. So let's just say like my words or the, yeah. the situation or even my experience of your words. Yeah. So, and then the response, like there's this, this period in between where you get to choose what you do with it. And um, I think for for the first like i don't know 10 years 12 years of our marriage we just thought they were saying sin- what's the word simultaneous like you felt yeah, it and you had to time. like you're you're flooded with it therefore that's the state you were in but like we've been i've been talking to more and more people as we've been couples coaching be like no actually you get to choose like yes just because you feel defensive doesn't mean you have to then engage with defensiveness it doesn't mean yeah you don't have to be defensive you can feel it feel- and then be like okay i'm still actually choosing that i'm going to show up vulnerably and soft I'm not wrong. I'm not bad. That's not the point of this. I and can I listen can actually, to you. I can actually listen to you and help you feel heard and seen and understood. Sometimes that's, I actually have to, in order to not partner with defensiveness, I actually, whatever I'm feeling like I'm defending, like whatever, I don't know, I've recognized sometimes there's like identity statements behind mm. it. Like I said that I'm bad. Mine's usually, am I bad? Like it's almost mm. like from what they're saying, am I guilty or not guilty of what they're saying yeah yeah even if they're not accusing me i'm like oh my gosh was i so bad am i bad so then like as i'm flooded with either shame or defensiveness like depending on the situation i just i like remind myself i'm like oh you're bad your rightness your wrongness your guilty not guilty is not the question like that's not Mm -hmm. on the table right now this is just about his pain and kind of like a acknowledge it but then say like choose to not partner with it Mm -hmm. i have to still have a little bit of a um, I don't know, like mechanical step in there yeah. where it's just not natural to feel it and then be like, no, we're not going there. I'm like, nope. I have to almost meant my self-talk is we're not choosing that. Like it's actually about Aaron's pain. You are not right or wrong. That's actually not what this is about right now. It's a very powerful response to an experience, feeling scared, feeling, 
I mean, that's what really what courage is. Like in the midst of fear, you choose to do something other than what your fear is telling you mm. is a reality. If you jump off this cliff into this water, you will die,、uh, or you'll be maimed, or whatever. You you choose in that moment to leap off,、um, and that's really like what courage is: is when you feel defensive,、um, and it tell your your body, your mind is telling you. If you do not defend yourself, you will not be okay, and things will not be okay, and you will be hurt and rejected and abandoned and all that stuff.、Um, you will be found guilty unless you defend yourself. And to be able to set that down and、um, actually hear what the other person has to say and help them feel known, that takes a lot of courage.、Um, and one other、um, thing I was going to say is that realizing like that all that you said, like I'm not, I'm safe. I'm not going to be, you know, with. I can go into conflict, feel defensive, and not and know that I'll be safe is true for our relationship.、Mm-hmm. But like the my past experiences, like some people can actually get triggered into a bit almost of like flashback where you're, you're like, but I've learned before that I'm not safe.、Right. I have data. Yeah, to prove that this breaks connection or they're going to use it against me or whatever.、Um, so in those moments, like me, actually, my self talk is like comforting, like、mm. those. Kind of flashbacks of past evidence of when I've been engaged in a disagreement with someone who was, you know, was not unsafe. So then being like, oh, it's okay. Like it's actually like I I can't skip the comfort、mm-hmm. before I can get there. But that's okay. You know, before、yeah. I have to, it's like a step. And then I'm like, that's not Aaron's not that past example. Like Aaron、yeah. is safe. He's proven to be safe. It just because we're. There's heightened emotion now. Doesn't mean we're going to land here. Like、mm-hmm. he's not going to punish me for having feelings or emotions. I'm not going to punish him. Like I just truly kind of tell myself how I'm going to navigate this. Like、mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Now, and even if you do have、uh, a spouse who has not proven themselves to be safe,、uh, we Jenna was reading in Seven Habits of、oh, Highly、yes. Effective People.、Um, Stephen Covey was talking about. Victor Frankel, who wrote *Man's Search for Meaning*, and in that book he talks about his experience in the Nazi death camp, and his entire family was killed. Ex- like his wife, his brother, his parents, everybody but his sister was killed by the Nazis. And from moment to moment, didn't know if he was going to be put in the gas chambers. Didn't know if he was going to be the one who had to s- shovel out the ashes of the people who went before him. Um, and everybody in his family died except his sister, right? Yeah, yeah. everybody.、Um, and so he's in the worst imaginable、um, environment, external circumstances, and he was naked and alone in、uh, in in prison in one of these death camps. And he had this moment well, where he was being tortured. While he was being tortured, he had a moment of realization: the last of the human freedoms that he possessed that no one could take away from him. His choice on how to respond to this, which just sounds, you know, like if you have somebody say that in any other circumstance, you're like, yeah, no, of course, yeah, there's, but somebody who's experiencing extreme torture and extreme devastation, like they and, can't control their environment, they can't control their body. Yeah, he is the he is the quintessential true victim in this、wow. uh, situation, and then he said, oh yeah, but I have one freedom they can never take away. And they described, like Stephen Covey describes, the Nazis had way more liberties than he had, but he had way more freedom because he had the ability to, no matter what they did, he could、mm. choose his response. And so he would, in these moments of being tortured, like、uh, kind of put himself in another scenario. Think about when I'm out of here, I 
think he pictured himself lecturing to his students because he was a professor before he was in the um, concentration camp. He'd picture himself in different scenarios, like being able to explain to people, talk to people about this stuff. And anyways, he just gives us a great uh, view of how to be powerful when your external circumstances would say otherwise. And Stephen Covey, the way he puts this is, between the stimulus and the response, there is this brief moment where you get to choose. And it's what makes us uniquely human, sets us apart from all the other animals. We get the chance to respond. So, uh, we get the chance to choose our response. Um, it's like, I think we get, I get that question a lot, either talking with friends or just in coaching, but what if my spouse doesn't do it right? Or what if they X, Y, Z, and actually like it literally, it doesn't matter. You get to choose you still have the freedom to 100% choose mm. your response yeah and it's really it's really powerful because uh you're if you i mean kind of realizing it's a bit convicting but no matter how quote unquote you're bad your spouse is you always have the freedom and the ability to choose but it does take a lot of intentionality mm. um it takes a lot of courage you know the when we talk about um communication and conflict and we uh, teach people about how to the tools behind it or the philosophy behind it one of the things we talk about a lot and it actually oddly enough comes from the seven seven habits book as well is seek first to understand then to be understood um it's one that's one of his habits and uh the idea behind this is like hey both people in any conflict want to be understood Mm -hmm. more than anything else but it does take one person to decide to be the one who understands the other first before they are understood. And when I think of like, you know, says lay down your life for your wife. um, And there's not a lot of opportunities for me to jump in front of bullets for you. You know, they're not, we live in a pretty good neighborhood. I don't have to save you physically a lot, but in order to lay down my life, but I have the opportunity to lay down my life so often when I feel the such a strong desire, such a strong defensiveness, such a strong desire to be understood by you. Like, no, wait, she doesn't get it. And to to say that as m- loud or, you know, intensely as I can until you get it. But I have the opportunity to actually lay down my life in that moment and go, okay, I think she needs to be understood first. Mm. I don't choose that all the time, um, <laughs> but that's a... It's an it's an opportunity I have to actually do what you know we're told to do uh, in scripture uh, for our spouse and so and that's really the opportunity I think that arises for most of us that a lot of us don't take. Yeah, I was remembering that we have gotten to the point we knew that we use the expression "Do you have the capacity?" Oh, yeah. Because sometimes when we're flooded with defensiveness, like what whatever this reason, whether I'm like. Th- to the point of, I always think of it on a scale of like one to 10. Um, and if I get over an eight, I need a minute to regulate. You're talking about like your emotional emotions. state. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter which one I'm feeling. If the level, if it gets to like, I don't know, what's the um, secure, national security? Is it red or orange? Know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Whatever the highest is. I actually need a few minutes to self-regulate, whether that's space to think more rationally or I do box breathing. You could look up the technique online, um, but do something to actually regulate that. I know that I won't be able to ground myself enough to have a rational, helpful conversation. Right. So that's what I think of. I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have the capacity now to actually engage in a helpful conversation or 
am I just pure emotion? Yeah. And then give myself a minute. And like, that's what, when you said the defensiveness, it was like giving yourself a beat and then you're able yeah. to, to self-regulate. But I think it's the first time that we realized like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't need to push through. It actually, whatever we get to, it'd be probably messier, longer, right. more limbs, sh- bloodshed. <laughs> so like, let's actually, you know, you take a minute to self-regulate or me, whoever needs it, and then come back to be like, okay, I think I have the capacity to have that conversation now. Yeah. Or even like, if you're feeling a lot of emotion, but don't know which one it is or where it came from, taking a minute to be like, I feel really mad, but I don't quite know why. Give me a minute to be like, oh, I've actually felt lonely in the idea of thinking through this weekend and i I projected that it was going to go out exactly in my mind how i imagined that's not fair Mm. really the softer emotion under anger is i feel alone and wanting to make sure we're connected this weekend so and a lot of times i'll use do co-regulation in order to get myself there like so i'll call a buddy oh man this is what i'm feeling they kind of like you know it's a third party who's not defensive in any way by what i'm saying and they can kind of reflect back to me, ah, it sounds like you're feeling this. And I'm like, yeah, ah, that's it. Okay. And then I can bring that to you. But you know what? I, the picture that came into my mind was like, when sometimes uh, when you bring up emotion or something like that, so if it seems like I have, I'm, I am a, a field full of landmines that are all active suddenly. And I'm giving myself, when I go, oh, I don't have capacity right now. Uh, to do this, but I will, you know, I always, you always have to make a promise when you're going to come back to it. So I'll go away, diffuse all the landmines and then come back. And there, you know, it's true. There might still be a few out there. Um, but the ability for you to walk around, uh, and share what you're feeling mm-hmm. without me having all these big explosions that I just like saw all these red lights all over <laughs> me, you know, it's kind of the picture in my head. But, um, I know sometimes when I feel dysregulated, and I'm like trying to talk myself down, but I'm like, nope, it's actually getting worse now. Like, yeah, I take a sec. I'll take some time to to step up, step away. You know, this whole don't go to bed and don't let the sun set on your anger. I think what how we translate it really is do it now, quickly, as fast as possible. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, yeah. so often is it not? <laughs> Yeah, it have to do with bedtime. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's most of the time or not most of the time. A lot of times can be ignored. Um and so it's like, yeah, do it. But also sometimes like I just I need a little space. Sometimes when I go to sleep and then wake up the next morning I'm like, oh, what was that? That was so not and I actually am in a space to be able to talk about it and give you a good response. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the takeaways from today is that you actually can choose to not be defensive. You can feel it, but not engage. Like there's that, what do you say, in between the stimulus and the reaction is the freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so even, and then learning to r- kind of gauge your capacity. So I guess the homework I would say. Experiment. Would, experiment, sorry. Gosh, the H word. Oh no, I can't believe I said it. Um, the experiment for this week would be the next time you're feeling uh, defensive with your spouse, almost just use it as like a little, to say like, oh, I'm feeling really defensive right now. It's like calling it, uh, calling it, recognizing it, and empa- disempowers it a bit. Yeah, and it's not saying I'm angry. You're wrong. There's no subjectiveness. It's owning the. It's being powerful. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling this, and then even saying like, can I take a minute? I want to get out of this space, but I'm having like I'm flooded with defensiveness, and I just need a minute to kind of get out of this mode. Yeah, and you can, you know, it might be helpful to tag this along even if you don't really meet it in the moment, but you could say, I'm feeling defensive, but I actually want to hear what you have to say. 
And I want to, I want to hear you. Can I come back to this when I have a little more capacity? Yeah. Today I was trying to talk to Jenna about stuff on the treehouse, and she was in the middle of making a meal and she's like, I actually don't have the capacity for this conversation right now. And it was funny because I'm like, it really wasn't because I was not interested or stressed. I have just realized that when I cook, I can't do two things. Like I've stopped listening to audible books when I cook because I'm like, nope, two different, the same part of my brain cannot be used in two different ways at the same time. (laughs) It's true. Oh, I love you, babe. Love you too. Nice, short, short and sweet. Just like, no, Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say you. And then it sounded like I was going to say you. And then I was like, quick, don't say it. I was afraid you're going to say my penis. Oh gosh. (laughs) No.